0: Hello! Welcome to Ono, Ross, and Carrie, the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal. No, no, no. We take part ourselves.
1: Yep. When they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Ross Blatcher.
0: I'm Carrie Poppy, and we're back with some earthing. A
1: little more vitamin G.
0: Yes. Earthing grounding. Yeah, I guess you can't say vitamin E.
1: That's taken.
0: Yeah, that's not. seats taken. Seats
1: taken. <laughs> I'm sure there's lots of other names for it, but two is enough.
0: Sorry, I was drinking some coffee because we're recording this early in the morning.
1: Are there grounds in your coffee?
0: Oh, actually, yes, because uh. I made it in a French press and neglected to turn the thingy the right way and some grounds came out.
1: Hey, there you go. Okay, <laughs> so you're grounded in multiple ways. Also, you are not allowed to see your friends You've got to stay here.
0: Oh, yes. Uh Uh-huh. That kind of grounded. You are
1: grounded, Carrie. But
0: also, just like emotionally, I feel really centered, like really balanced. Okay. You know, like I don't have high emotional highs or low emotional lows. Sounds like
1: you're- grounded just
0: kind of a grounded person
1: okay so you are well in three ways grounded let's see if we can get you grounded in a fourth way but
0: also Carrie's
1: working on it okay (laughs) but also
0: I sanded these shelves over here with sandpaper because there were splinters on them and I cut up part of my hands which is now sort of grounded up oh no Yeah.
1: Like ground meat. Yes. Carrie. Okay. Exactly. All right. You're four times grounded. Let's see if we can get to five.
0: Okay. (laughs) Carrie's working hard.
1: She's not moving her head. She's looking at me, but I can see the wheels turning.
0: (laughs) Eyes not quite focusing.
1: (laughs) Other ways I can be grounded. There's other ways.
0: (laughs) There's gotta be.
1: So, yeah, there's a lot more to talk about in this very big topic.
0: And this is one of those topics where I always have trouble with ones like this because. Mm. I'll read things and it's like, well, that doesn't pass my sniff test, but I'm not even really totally sure how to check it. Yes. Yeah.
1: It touches on, goodness, a lot of bodily systems and adjacent science that's super subtle stuff Mm -hmm. already. Yes. The body's chemistry and electrical pathways. There's a lot of subtlety there. Definitely. And a lot of broad claims being made that try to make it sound not so subtle.
0: And in a lot of the stuff we cover, less focus will be placed on the mechanism and more will be on the effects. Mm-hmm. This is what it does for you. This kind of flips that on its head. We're, we're talking about the mechanism quite a lot. And yeah. that's already very dense to understand. And so I'll be sort of pawing through all this explanation of like electrons passing through me and lose sight of, okay, well, even all that aside, what are you saying this does?
1: Right. And yet there are also many, many, many testimonials, which is a good chunk of this book, testimonials. which I'll which I'll be talking about a lot in this episode. And so there's no end to claims of what it can do for you oh, and your body. Thank God. But some of them seem mutually exclusive, contradictory, right. uh-huh. maybe wishful thinking. And you're kind of left to wade through all that as well. So, yeah, this is a big, complicated topic that seems to be... Pulling from a lot of sources and then outputting a lot of claims.
0: Yeah, testimonials are so clever in their own way because. There's, first of all, just the fact that a testimonial is by its nature not a test.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah, (laughs) a little bit of a false name in uh, there. Yeah,
0: and I don't quite subscribe to the anecdotes are not data. I think anecdotes are data. They're just very weak data. So you got that problem aside. You also have that when you lift up a testimonial, it's not you making the claim. It's Janine from Alberta. Right. She says, and uh, pff, who are we to doubt her?
1: Right, right. That
0: her breast cancer got better. I don't know. Is it true? I don't know.
1: Right, which we talked about before, throwing out the eternal, maybe.
0: Uh, maybe. I mean, let's it, just. I mean, if you want to doubt Janine.
1: Add it to the pile. Yeah, you reminded me of the phrase, you know, the plural of anecdote is not data. I, I think that is still a helpful rule of thumb, at least, just to kind of keep grounded. in Okay. Your, we go i know i'm confusing things in your mind <laughs> that you can have a bunch of these stories pile up but that doesn't make them cumulatively stronger like right. you still need to take each claim or, on its own
0: yeah sort of true sort of oh it's so complicated yeah because i do think there is reasonable ways to go oh really ross tried that and feels better that's interesting it should be a signpost that points you toward a place to search instead of the end of that. Here's
1: search. another frame to look at that, which is Bayesian reasoning. We've probably touched on that a number of times on the show, but I think it's a really helpful way to think where you kind of come in to any claim with sort of a gut response to it. Sure. And you just check your gut. Eh, how do I feel about that on a scale of one to a hundred? You know, eh, I feel like 60% sure. Give it an arbitrary number. And then see where new information leads you up right. or down. Yeah. And so maybe you're at 60% and then you hear that Clarice in Minnesota really loved sleeping with the grounding pad and mm-hmm. she woke up with no soreness tomorrow. All right. Maybe it moves you up to a 61. Right. But you it probably
0: know. shouldn't take you to 100. Go and buy this thing and don't take your chemo.
1: Right. And I could sing the praises of that kind of reasoning more, but- I think that's often a point of confusion just in a lot of these discussions that we have where people will want to treat certainty as an all or nothing proposition.
0: Yes, totally.
1: Oh, I know this for sure do you? Because if you talk mm-hmm. about it long enough, you'll find out, well, okay, 97%. Right. And it helps to quantify those things, especially, and even discussions of you know religion or things like that, mm-hmm. because then you can have more productive conversations and be a little more open to moving your own personal needle.
0: Yeah, I like how you set that up too, because it kind of combines intuition and bias into one concept, which I think is good. I think We all have our biases, and Mm -hmm. sometimes your biases are informed. Right. Like, I would take Neil deGrasse Tyson's intuition Mm -hmm. about some cosmological theory more than yours. No offense. Not offended. Because his intuition is built up by all this other data over time, right? right? People will often talk about intuition. As this sort of magical process. It's like, no, it's whatever your mind has encountered before. And yeah. you might also accurately call it a bias, which can be good or
1: bad. Right. Which also leads me to think of that whole thinking fast and slow mm-hmm. framework that you have kind of a quick mind and a slow mind. And these aren't different physical centers in the mind. Or you can't identify them on a chart, but our brain kind of behaves along these two systems, and this is uh, Daniel Kahneman's book, Thinking Fast and Slow, I'm referencing, the idea is that we have kind of a quick response, and then we have the slow response, the deliberative Mm -hmm. mind. It's kind of important for us to listen to that quick response, because that is informed by our experience, but then we need to ask, how valuable is that? Anyways, a lot more could be said about that, but (laughs) we're getting off topic.
0: Yes. Okay. So, grounding, earthing.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this week, uh, you spent time with the Earthing Kit here, not yes, to I did. not to be confused with Eartha Kit.
0: <laughs> Correct. I want to be evil. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who we will know as Isma forever, but of course, she did many what? other things. She was the voice of Isma.
0: What's Isma
1: from The Emperor's New Groove?
0: Oh, I've only seen that once.
1: Oh, you think of her from what? She
0: sings the song "I Want to Be Evil."
1: Yeah, she's uh, she's fantastic. Yeah, well, um, she's dead. No. All right. Well. Okay. (laughs) Phew, he saved it. Uh, Oh,
0: you know what though? I have an earthed kitten in my lap.
1: Hey. Oh yeah. Because
0: Golly loves the earthing mat. But here's an interesting fact about the earthing mat.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. Let's (laughs) talk about the earthing mat for a moment.
0: (laughs) So I had it for good week. Would plug it in, Uh do little micro yoga on it. Golly loved to lay on it. We talked about this in the first episode. Keep it in the
1: kitchen and wash dishes.
0: Yep, stand on it. Mm -hmm. Very dutiful. (laughs) host of this podcast. And then I gave it to you. Switch it up. Ross will give me the headband. I'll give him the map, And I get this text from Ross a couple days later that says, <laughs> I noticed something about the mat today that will give you a good chuckle. And I said, oh, great. I hope it's that I never had it turned on. If so, please bring it back so I use it right. And you sent a smiley face and said, will do. Also, honey saved me $6 on pizza today. It's
1: true. All of those are true statements. So I was unfurling the mat to use it myself while I'm on the computer all day. I thought might as well be barefoot with my feet on this grounding mat. And as I was unfurling it, I noticed there is an orange sticker Mm -hmm. on the black side. Mm -hmm. So there's the lovely cerulean blue side we talked about before, Mm -hmm. which you would think is the side you stand on. Mm -hmm. But on the black side, it says conductive side. (laughs) (laughs) Meaning this is the one that has the silver or carbon threads or whatever it is that's the actual conductive material.
0: Yeah. I had not been standing on that (laughs) and neither had golly.
1: And it's funny because when recently before I gave it to you, I had stood on it a few times. I think I had been using the blue side as well. And so I went back to my photos that I had taken at work when I was using it back in 2019, and I did have it with the black side up. So I paid attention then. Good job. Did I remember and pass that info along? (laughs) No.
0: Yeah, as I was telling you in my response, I will take 60% of the blame for that. I should have been looking. I should have thought of that possibility. I'm going to give at least 40% to the manufacturer for not knowing how a fucking human brain works and Uh, saying black side should be the non-active side.
1: Yeah, that this blue yoga mat-like surface should be face down on the ground.
0: Yeah. Why? Why? So it can get really dirty?
1: Yeah, why do that?
0: Why? And if you're going to, if for whatever reason the conductive side needs to be black, then make the whole thing black because then I'll look around it and go, oh, so which side am I supposed right. to?
1: Right. Totally counterintuitive. Yeah, and what if that sticker comes off?
0: <sighs> what if the sticker comes <laughs> off? Put it, build it, it into the product. too. It's like a quarter or less. <laughs> oh my god yes Uh, so funny so i'll still take most of the blame so
1: carrie's had both products most of this week
0: so ross brought it back and you brought it back at like midnight or something (laughs) so when you rang the bell Drew goes who would that be and i said oh i think that's ross and he said why?
1: <laughs> well, to my credit, I'd been texting. You had texted me. Yeah, ever since for it. a couple hours like, is now an okay time to come by? I'm going to come by.
0: Yeah, oh no, it's totally fine. I just, I hadn't warned Drew. And Yeah,
1: poor, <laughs> poor like, Drew.
0: ding dong, here's your grounding mat.
1: <laughs> yeah, Drew looks suitably like. I guess you'd warned him. He's like, grounding, mat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you could tell. He's like, what's going on here?
0: He wasn't. This man. has
1: not been explained to me. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, we definitely want to talk some more about our experience with this hardware. Yeah. I'll say I was using that mat. And like I said, using it while I was at the computer, which yeah. is kind of what they recommend. Mm-hmm. You know, you're sitting long hours of the day working. And so I would be there barefoot.
0: All those EMFs.
1: Feet on the mat. Right. Yeah. I'm surrounded by a lot of computers all the time. And I noticed I got really tired once Uh and just had to go lay down, which seemed counterintuitive. Yeah. But then again, and this is related, I haven't been getting great sleep the last few weeks, Mm -hmm. which now I have really good handles on because I've got an Apple Watch And kind of like we were talking about earlier with the aura ring, with that investigation, now I have this kind of daily monitoring of my sleep patterns, which I think is really cool. It'll rate you on your total amount of sleep and your deep sleep Mm -hmm. and then your quality sleep and then your heart rate. And so you have all these measures. There's this app called AutoSleep that kind of pulls this all together. So it's fun. I get this kind of daily readout of the health of my overall sleep patterns. And I can say that the earthing mat did not pull me out of that at least. And there's so Uh many stories about people experiencing better sleep.
0: I have a data point related to that too. But before I get there, I also wonder with those sleep tracking devices, Mm -hmm. whether you can have a negative effect because when i first got my fitbit it had that thing on it where it tractor sleep yeah and it would tell me when i woke up and so i remember looking at it the first time and being like what this has to be wrong it said i woke up like eight times last night uh, i don't wake up in the middle of the night and like forget about it and then i would thereafter I would have those little micro wake-ups and be like, oh, look at that. This is one of those times I do wake up in the middle of the night. Whoa, weird. And then fall back asleep. (laughs) And now those have become more pronounced. I'm way more aware of how I, oh, I wake up in the middle of the night. And when I do, I'm like a little more alert each time.
1: And it's harder for you to go back Mm -hmm. to sleep. Oh, interesting. I would agree that the awareness is always a, a double-edged sword. Yeah. I think overall, the sharper edge of the sword, I'm going to hold on to this <laughs> analogy, is the one that makes me at least feel that pressure when it's getting towards one in the morning. That like, mm-hmm. well, shit, I do need to get to sleep because there
0: Somebody's are, watching. There's a,
1: Yeah, there's a physical number of hours and I've kind of set my electronics to sort of turn off and make it harder to get at them. All of that is good in as much as it just makes me more aware of like, you have seven hours before your next meeting, Uh you should be winding down. (laughs)
0: Sure. That makes sense. Okay. But regarding sleeping well, I might as well tell you now. Yeah. So one night I did that thing. I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, oh, here it is. I'm awake in the middle of the night. Look at that. Boy, that's fascinating. Boy, the mind just turns on, doesn't it? Wow. You know, it's interesting when you think about the mind. Anyway, this is how my (laughs) (laughs) my brain goes in the middle of the night. It's a
1: lot like our podcast.
0: Yep. Pretty much. So then I was very awake and I couldn't get back to sleep after about half an hour of that and diligently not looking at my phone, which is so hard Uh, when you're just laying there bored.
1: Yes. Oh, I hate this Uh, scenario that you're describing.
0: Yeah, it's so bad. But I was like, don't look at your phone. Don't look at your phone. At least don't do that. And I didn't. And then I thought, oh, wait grounding pads those are supposed to help you sleep yes so i ran and i got it conductive side up
1: yes yes good this was
0: post that story Did you put it in the bed put it in the bed okay right under my body so not under sheets or anything okay oh is that bad
1: no it's good it just it raises a question that's been lingering for me but continue
0: oh about clothes
1: about the contact point on the body
0: well so i laid it down laid on top of it gotta say not a really comfortable thing to lay on Did you have skin
1: contact to it
0: some yeah i mean i had a shirt on but even so you know your shirt rides up a little and yeah. stuff so i could feel the sticky and the like ugh. heat trapping
1: you're and describing ugh. exactly why i stopped using it at night i was oh, like okay. i just i can't fall asleep this yeah, is too uncomfortable like under it. under my feet even
0: but i plugged it in and i did eventually fall back to sleep Okay. And I slept with it there. When I woke up in the morning, I wasn't like, wow, I'm way more refreshed than I would normally expect That's or That's weird because like Patty
1: that. in Ohio definitely was.
0: <laughs> but again, this might be the three rolls and a donut mm-hmm. situation. I should have had a donut to begin with. I don't <laughs> know that story. situation. <laughs> you know, the classic three rolls and a donut situation. No one else needs that explained. Okay. There was a story my mom would read me when I was a kid. Okay. And it was called...
1: (laughs) This wasn't even on the Johnny Carson show.
0: No. It's called Three Rolls and a Donut. And it's one of my favorite... Kids' stories. In fact, I bought it as an adult because I always tell people about it. Anyway, it was a fable about a guy who's like super hungry and he eats a roll and he's still hungry. He eats the second roll. He's still hungry. He eats the third roll. He's still hungry and finally has a donut. And he's like, oh, I'm full. I should have a donut to begin with. Uh,
1: <laughs> so it was
0: this great sort of critical thinking yeah. fable. So anyway, could have been the same sort of thing where I'd been awake for 45 minutes by then and kind of at the tipping point to fall back asleep. Right. But who knows? You
1: you would need multiple people and multiple trials. And
0: And blinding.
1: It's starting to sound like a study. Mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. Well, we'll get to those. Very interesting. Yeah. I wasn't having any luck with using it while I was sleeping because you're right. It's uncomfortable to have that mat in the bed with you. But I tried it some nights with it plugged in, some with it not plugged. One of the days that I... Had my feet on it while working for hours with it not plugged in. I did get good sleep. But what does that mean? With
0: it not plugged in?
1: Yes. Oh, okay. That night I had, you know, over six hours of sleep, which is good for me lately. Oh, gosh,
0: Ross, you got to sleep more. Uh, (laughs) Is that supposed to do something if it's not even plugged in?
1: No, that's, okay. that's more of a counterpoint okay, got it. to the synthesis that you they're were, making.
0: You were kind of challenging your subconscious mind there a little bit.
1: Right. One day, Kara came home from a walk in the middle of the day, and she specifically said, Ugh, I don't feel great. Like I just feel a lot of inflammation. And I said... <laughs> Wait, I have just the thing for you. Wow. So she goes to lay down. And so I come over. I plug in the mat. She's
0: like, oh, good. My husband's going to bring me ibuprofen and a water. I put it under her feet. <laughs> oh, shit. I married Ross.
1: <laughs> I said, all right, let me know how this goes. And she, to her credit, she just oh. sat there and dealt with it.
0: And did she feel better, though?
1: No. Oh. Well, later on, I asked her, like, do you think it was effective? And her complaint was, it should at least, like, hum or have a light or do something.
0: Yes, I feel her on this.
1: So then- At least
0: tell me you're on. I
1: showed her the plug, and I explained, well, this is actually plastic, the part that plugs into the wall. (laughs) And she gave me the biggest stink eye. Like, (laughs) the look that just says, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) She- (laughs) I, I wish I had a photo of it. It was, it was so funny.
0: Oh, that's great. Well, we're not the only people. You know, you mentioned it would be even better if there was a sleep study. Yes, it would. And don't worry, there was. Oh, yes. It's written up in M.H. Earthing, the Healthy Living magazine with Mariel Hemingway. Okay. Produced by the Earthing people. And in there, it says, Earthing Sleep Study.
1: The first issue of?
0: Yes, this is the premier issue of M.H. Earthing.
1: That came out in 2019. Have there been any other...
0: It doesn't appear
1: that Issues, way? no. <laughs> so
0: we found another issue on their website, but it also is the premiere issue, different cover.
1: It was all the same content. All just the
0: content seems pretty in much a, the same. a
1: different order.
0: And maybe some light copy editing. Okay, which okay. study
1: is this? I'm going to see if I can find it in the book here.
0: This is the Earthing Sleep Survey. Okay. Year 2000.
1: In the year 2000. Oh, interesting. I'm not actually seeing that one listed at the back of the book here. Well, tell me about it.
0: Okay. Well, it was published in the esteemed journal, the ESD Journal.
1: Oh, Electrostatic Discharge.
0: Something like that. They've
1: got their own journal.
0: Yes. So I looked up their website and esdjournal.com looks... Very reputable. I'm just going to show you. Oh,
1: yeah. We've got bright blue Superman background
0: mm-hmm.
1: with light text on top of it. Yes, very mid-1990s.
0: Yes. And the welcome notices from Mr. Clint Ober.
1: Oh, hey. Yeah. Okay. So. They're all in bed together, but at least they're grounded.
0: <laughs> so, okay. Here's what it says. Earthing Sleep Survey. I've returned to the magazine now for its summary. 38 women and 22 men volunteered all of whom suffered sleep problems and a variety of pain issues for at least six months. During this month-long blind study... Blind? Doesn't mention whether it's double-blinded, but blind study. Half the participants slept on grounded pads and the other half on non-grounded pads. Okay. Okay, time to fall asleep. The grounded subjects... 85% of them found improvement in time to fall asleep, whereas in the non-grounded subjects, only 13% improved in time to fall asleep.
1: Okay.
0: 93% of the grounded subjects improved in quality of sleep. Only 13% improved in the not-grounded subjects, the placebo group.
1: It sounds pretty powerful.
0: Wake feeling rested. 100% of the grounded subjects
1: Mm -hmm.
0: improved on wake-filling rested, not grounded subjects, only 13%. Muscle stiffness and pain, 82% of the grounded subjects felt improvement. 0% of the placebo group saw improvement. Chronic back and joint pain, 74% in the grounded group, 0% in the placebo group. General well-being, 78%. 8% improved in the grounded subjects and only 13% in the placebo group. Okay. And then there is also-
1: Those are impressive numbers.
0: A Facebook question that they posted to their Facebook group and gave us (laughs) the results for. A
1: Facebook group dedicated to earthing.
0: Yep, that's right. So they asked, did earthing slash grounding improve your sleep quality? And of those who answered, 93 people said yes only 13% said not sure, and only four said no.
1: Okay. Wow. The numbers have it.
0: I always think it's really interesting, this technique of asking questions on social media, partly for the reasons you mentioned, self-selecting your fans, mm-hmm. but also because asking a question in that way also serves as a bit of a bat signal instead of a neutral question. It's right. Like if I post, does anyone else feel itchy after they eat potatoes? If you don't feel itchy after you eat potatoes, that bat signal just passes Mm. over you. You don't Mm -hmm. respond, no.
1: Right. I'm going to get
0: mostly yeses from the other people who are freaking allergic to potatoes. Right. And suddenly think that there's some magic thing about potatoes when actually, you know.
1: That's a really good point.
0: Or you've also created this notion in people's heads about potatoes that's not there. Uh, Wild. So- I hope one day I get to talk to Clint Ober or some representative from Earthing and I can ask them about the study and the blinding process.
1: That would be great. Yeah, and those numbers, like the participants, that's like moving into the realm of a decent number of people mm-hmm. to get something that you could combine with other studies. Mm-hmm. But it does make you wonder about the experimental design. Yep. Which direction was that blinding? And yep. <laughs> how did we control this? And now, I will say grounding provides an excellent control situation. It's very easy to give someone a mat and just not plug it in. Yes. Or remove the little grounding nub mm-hmm, and plug like it dad. in that way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so at least it's testable.
0: Yeah, absolutely. For sure.
1: But again, we have... A lot of it seems to be based on self-reported measures. We'll talk about some of the more objective things. Oh my goodness, my brain's branching in so many directions because there's so much to talk about with this subject. But I do remember that we brought a blood pressure cuff here.
0: Yes. Okay, so...
1: And I think we're both avoiding putting our bare feet on this mat under the table because we're waiting to measure our blood pressure first.
0: I was avoiding it for a while. I'm not sure if I have been these last few minutes. So in the documentary... They said that one of the ways this might work is that it thins your blood, lowers your blood pressure. I believe one of the experts said he just thought of that theory on the way here to filming.
1: (laughs) Well, that should result in me (laughs) testing it.
0: But, you know, then there was a graphic on screen and saw someone's thick blood and then their thin blood after they'd been grounded. So we thought, well, that's easy. You can just you can get your blood pressure on a device that's like $20 from Rite Aid. Yeah. So Ross is taking his blood pressure, his non-grounded blood pressure right now. Mhm. I'll write these down. Oh, thank you. Mhm. So Ross A and Ross B, which is usually just mm- you.
1: Yeah. Confusing who is this Ross A? Okay, it looks like we're... Oh my goodness, that's uh, higher than I'm used to. 129 over 89.
0: 129
1: over 89. And the pulse is 67. Okay. All right, let's uh, measure carry.
0: <clears throat> you know, I just read this book, Why We Sleep, by a sleep expert that's excellent. And one of the things he talks about is how lack of sleep raises your blood pressure quite a bit.
1: Oh, there you go.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, usually I'd be in the the one teens.
0: Not today.
1: Not today. But maybe after grounding. Here we go. Here's a good opportunity to test that out.
0: I just had a bunch of coffee, but that's okay. Okay, and start. 127 I'm near you. 83 pulses 73.
1: Oh, pretty similar.
0: Pretty similar. All right. Me on coffee and you on no sleep, pretty similar. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right, we'll come back to that, but now I am—I've got my feet on the grounding mat.
0: Okay, I'll keep drinking coffee too, so that.
1: Oh yeah, so we remain like, consistent.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh no, this won't be great for me, but okay.
1: I'll keep not sleeping.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh, we're asleep. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> study's over.
1: So since we're also referring regularly to. Grounding. Figured, uh, let's jump back into that again. I had some notes from listeners and some additional things to mention. First of all, we didn't get much into it last time. There is a product category for doing exactly what we're talking about that mm-hmm. already exists.
0: Mm-hmm. Grounding rods?
1: Whoa, well, good point. Actually, that's yet another with lightning, huh? which by the way, the book, the movie mentions constantly lightning is invoked many times as this kind of mystical force of nature that replenishes the ground with negative charge or neutral charge. I mean, yes, sure. The action of lightning is just a balancing happening in nature when Mm -hmm. clouds kind of separate and you get the bottom of the cloud close to the earth and that is a different polarity. And so you get this huge differential and that's what voltage is, is it's disparity of opposite charges And finding a connection between them. That's what lightning Mm -hmm. is. It finds a little few centimeter path through the air and connects those rapidly and violently. Mm -hmm. And the book, the movie, they all talk about how frequent lightning strikes are around the world. It's remarkably frequent, you know, many times per second on average.
0: Striking the ground, you
1: mean. Right. We live on a big planet. Though, actually, I wasn't sure from the stats. They were also, I think, including some non-ground lightning strikes but what does that mean within a cloud you can have lightning. oh i see I or see. if you hit a plane or something like oh, that sure. <laughs> <laughs> not great G- ground not necessarily involved anyways have you uh, ever
0: seen the bad seed yeah long oh, time ago that's such a good in movie. college anyway that involves someone getting struck by lightning oh really mm-hmm. okay
1: it does happen though the u.s national safety council this is from the book reports that your odds of dying from a lightning strike during a lifetime are one in
0: so, but still, like, at least one person who regularly listens to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, whoever that is, report back once it happens. Once you die of being struck by lightning, let us know.
1: And clearly the odds of getting struck are probably higher than that.
0: True. Also true. Or yeah. at least
1: it's a different number than that. Yeah, we you know, to what?
0: I really do want to hear from you if you are a listener of this podcast already and you have been struck by lightning
1: Yes write us at info at onopodcast.com
0: Yeah, I want to know about that So it's probably a sad story
1: So yes lightning is part of this and we have lightning rods now which is great They have subverted God's will and fewer people die of yeah. lightning strikes
0: <laughs> sorry God <laughs>
1: um, but gotcha. the other product category that very neatly aligns with what earthing.com is selling, is professional equipment for people who work with electronics. Because all the time, if you're working on computer components, you constantly need to be grounded because small amounts of static electricity, electric discharge can mess with components and yeah, destroy some really expensive equipment.
0: Oh, right, right, right. Oh, so in that case, it's not so much your personal safety as the safety of the equipment. Yes. Okay. Got oh, it. yeah,
1: absolutely. They w- don't want you killing this circuit board. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I remember just being like a enthusiast and home builder of computers. They would always be encouraging you to wear a wrist strap, you know, mm. and at least plug that in. And same idea, oh, you, huh. you just want it to be grounded, attached to a larger network where you can diffuse this electrical charge neutralize yourself at work even we have a discharge mat in one of our labs it looks just like a grounding mat essentially where you're supposed to step on this for a bit and if you're carrying any static discharge with you it will dissipate
0: what department at disney animation where you work spoiler would be stepping on that mat the most often
1: well let's see we have one in the server farm and then
0: (laughs) what is that uh, the server farm
1: yeah, well, there's hundreds of computers that do all the rendering.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. And
1: thousands of computer cores. Of, oh, I
0: just picture like you know them all behind picket fences and
1: no, no, no yeah,
0: ma- uh, mooing and no, stuff.
1: no farm in that sense. But you know, it's just okay. They have to be managed, and there's a lot of them, so it's a lot like a farm.
0: So theoretically, those people who are stepping on those mats more often than the rest of you should be the healthiest people at Disney.
1: Right. We also have one in our camera capture stage, but.
0: You should look into this. See if those coworkers are way healthier than everyone else.
1: Okay. Okay. I'll do that.
0: Great. Le- uh, let me write you're it. Giving me something to do. Let
1: me write it in my <laughs> little invisible notebook we don't here.
0: It. He's not writing anything down. Oh, I fell asleep.
1: <laughs> so you have mats, but also people were writing in and talking about conductive shoes. These will be Whoa. used for actual industrial purposes. So you. Okay. You know that the things built for industrial purposes actually work because Mm -hmm. there's money involved. There's
0: potential lawsuits, right? Yeah.
1: Safety of product and person. So, yeah, there are legitimate reasons to have shoes that have grounding that connects from your body to the ground. So it's not just rubber sole. Yeah.
0: Well, this is a really interesting point from the FDA clearance standpoint, because the FDA clearance is, again, like this won't hurt you. But if what you're doing is not grounding for the purpose of using electronics, that standard's going to be really different mm-hmm. from I'm just using this for general health. I stand on it while I watch TV.
1: Oh, this is I'm like <laughs> I'm feeling the frustration of too many topics opening up yeah, all at once. Totally. Yes, let's talk about that again in a, just a second. Okay, sorry. But not only are there the shoe products, there are also grounding shoes that are more like the let's say airy fairy grounding. Product mm-hmm. that we're talking about, even like floor wax that they make that's conductive.
2: Whoa! Yeah, I didn't
1: know about that. So that's that cool. heard about that from uh, listener <laughs> feedback. So there's actual need for this sort of product, and yet in the book they try to differentiate ESD systems, electrostatic discharge systems. That's kind of what we're talking about here, the ones used for industrial purposes. They try to separate them from earthing systems. Like the one we currently have our feet on that we bought from Earthing.com. In the
0: Earthing book.
1: Right. Which, huh? as far as I know, they should be the same thing. Right. It's the same principle being observed.
0: It almost seems like an accidental admission.
1: Yes. Yeah. And one of the questions that I had all throughout, and this is very close to the end of the book, was, well, why buy your product and not one of these things that I know is certified for industrial use?
0: And why is Clint Ober on ESD Journal if ESD is not the thing he does?
1: I'm really confused about that. Yeah. So this... God,
0: I wish I could talk to Clint
1: Ober! <laughs> Me too. Ugh. ESD systems slowly dissipate static electricity on workers. By comparison... Earthing systems are conductive, meaning they instantly equalize the body with and maintain the body at earth potential and are meant to simulate the natural, timeless human experience of being barefoot on the earth outside.
0: My brain didn't stay with that.
1: Well, essentially it's saying, if you buy this earthing product, it's going to be like standing outdoors in in a sunny meadow. Got it. Whereas this ESD equipment, they say, There is no scientific evidence we are aware of, of relating to the effect of ESD systems on physiology, and thus have no way to objectively compare ESD to earthing. What? ESD products are meant for industrial use. What? What? I I think this is just them saying. Whatever
0: quote unquote studies you're doing on your mats, do on those. That's such an easy comparison.
1: Yeah, I only read this as please buy our products instead of buying these wealth of other products that are (sighs) potentially cheaper and do the same thing.
0: Meanwhile, we're already borrowing from people's perceptions of indigenous cultures (laughs) to even get our foot in the door. (laughs) So we're like, don't go outside. We're going to co-opt this thing, maybe, from indigenous culture. Maybe we're even making that up to say we're doing this thing that already <laughs> exists. But don't buy the already existent one. Oh, I've got to say it. It feels dishonest.
1: Right. You could just go outdoors for a few minutes yeah. and get the same effect. But please buy the product. Yeah. But don't buy that other product. Right. Yeah. And Working really hard to carve out a niche for ourselves.
0: Right. And again, we're stuck in the mechanism conversation still. We still haven't proved that any of this does anything for you.
1: Right, right. Then also, while we're talking about feedback and the discussion of grounding, we got a very helpful email from an electrician. Carrie can tell you, I was worried about this. I'm going (laughs) to leave out intricacies. And first of all, don't ever have me wire your house. I'm no good for (laughs) that. But we got some feedback. Let's go ahead and just try to add a little bit of nuance just to hopefully make some electricians happy.
0: Okay. Um, So. So, to brighten their day.
1: So thank you to Adrian Thurin or maybe Adrian Thorin. He's from France. Oh, okay. So he hastens to add grounding is not necessarily synonymous with safety. That's a good sure. point. Depends on how the product is built, where it has metal or conductive materials and where those are located, whether they're internal, external, how likely it is that they're going to deteriorate to a point where bad connections are being made, etc. Yes, fair point. Certain things like laptop batteries. They don't have grounding specifically because that would make them less safe. Yes. Okay. Lots of good nuance there. He points out even non-conductive materials are a little conductive. So you have to be aware of that. Okay, this is, I think, a material distinction here. I was mentioning how you have a circuit breaker that is also a safety mechanism that can cut off the power if there's a surge. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of painting the scenario of you, Carrie, touching a live wire and this thing kicking in to save you. Right. Uh, He was pointing out, and this is right, that the circuit breaker should go off well in advance if it detects. There is a dangerous current.
0: Oh, before Carrie ever touches it. Right,
1: exactly. Gotcha. So good point. Yes. Also, helpful note to throw in. If you do touch a live wire, go to the hospital. Get looked at. Sure. There can be negative effects that won't show up for a long time.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oli Anthony, a religious leader in Dallas. Whole other story, but I spent a whole week oh, with him once. Yeah. This happened to him. A live wire somehow hit him while he was at the spa and just... Fricked up his nerves forever and like oh, he just no. has he has chronic pain and he always will because the electricity inside him is all fudged up
1: oh man i don't
0: know why i didn't want to say fuck twice in that sentence maybe because <laughs> Ollie's a christian
1: wow so see your doctor there could be cardiac problems a uh, necrosis of the liver
0: interesting there's okay. another one that that'd be bad
1: adrian pointed out also while we're on these notes Someone made a point about using the word electrocuted that that typically means that you've died from electric shock, though I've found many definitions that also suggest serious injury as well. Sure. But
0: this is like the distinction with drowning where someone will say like, I was drowning and someone saved me. No, <laughs> that's impossible. If you were drowning, you are dead. OK, well, you know what you meant.
1: Oh, you want a burrito carry? Are you starving? Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, you're not starving. <laughs> Actually, no. Also, this is fun. Another listener wrote in Jim Rockoff. Do you want a burrito? Oh uh oh now Carrie's got burritos on the brain. But are you really starving though?
0: I am starving for a burrito. I'm gonna drown in that burrito and then I'm gonna electrocute myself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we'll make sure that you are hung afterward.
0: I don't get it.
1: If someone is hanged, it has to be hanged, not hung.
0: Oh, gotcha! Yes, 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 yes. Thinking
1: of things that other are,
0: things that people our
1: listeners can write us yeah, yeah. helpful letters about. <laughs> Jim Rockoff also wrote in with uh, this was kind of fun. He was talking about the science of electrons and what they could actually do in terms of grounding, and he was very annoyed that people in the UC school system have been involved in some of these quote-unquote studies that we're referencing. Mm. He had very complex math to demonstrate this, but the takeaway was that grounding will give you fewer electrons... Then you get from the vitamin C in one-twentieth of an orange. Wow. So
0: Huge if true.
1: So, right, if you feel the need to get extra electrons from the grounding experience, maybe just eat an orange.
0: Maybe, yeah. Though I haven't double-checked this work and have no idea how to.
1: Yeah, it was interesting, but mm. it was above my pay grade, so yeah. I take his expertise. And also, you were mentioning FDA- Clearance versus mm-hmm. approval. Someone else wrote in a very helpful note, I don't think we distinguish in the, the last episode, that we're talking about these products being FDA cleared uh, right. rather than FDA approved.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay.
1: We've talked about it in previous episodes, but mm-hmm. those are two very different levels of analysis.
0: Right. Cleared
1: okay. just means this thing won't kill you if you use it the way it's intended. Right. Right. Approve means that it is actually efficacious. Uh, Okay. The listener made a very good point that some people might lose faith in their actual medical devices Mm -hmm. saying, oh, well, it's just FDA approved. Oh, right. right. So approval is a different thing.
0: Important distinction. I'll remember that.
1: That said, I went to look up on the FDA's website any of these earthing products, and I couldn't find anything under Clint Ober Uh, Clinton Ober, Earthing, Uh Grounding brought up a bunch of stuff, but it was all like ESD equipment. So, yeah, I don't know if any of this is FDA- cleared even
0: but they've said it is correct I yeah that's why we brought it up I,
1: I, maybe i was using the wrong form or something like that so okay. i won't say i'm gonna a, look into that okay please do yeah i won't say it definitively but might be worth looking up before we have conversations with anybody related to yeah earthing. i hope we get to that would be great so there we go i think those are all my caveats i had
0: well speaking of caveats if you are going to go outside in order to be grounded mm-hmm. caveat. You should wear some shoes on your way out there so that if there is a bunch of dog poop, Mm -hmm. you can safely avoid the dog poop when and if you need to.
1: Call me crazy, but I think wearing shoes is sometimes a good idea.
0: Sometimes it's necessary. And that is why... Rothies comes to the rescue.
1: I'm so glad Rothies came up during an earthing <laughs> investigation episode. And Rothies believes that style is about more than just fashion.
0: It's about avoiding poop.
1: <laughs> Everything they make is exceptionally comfortable, sustainable, that's important, mm-hmm. and machine washable. So if you step in the poop.
0: I mentioned this because the other day I was like, okay, I'm going to walk Ella barefoot.
1: Ah, and, this is um, leading somewhere.
0: Yeah, and I walked out. I walked all the way out of my building and outside and started walking down the sidewalk and I'll put my feet in the grass. And I was like, oh, right. I live in Hollywood and there's a lot of dogs here. And A lot of humans who don't pick up after their dogs. Mm -hmm. And it was very hard to avoid all of the poop. Yes. And I wish I had brought my Rothy's because they're stylish, they're sustainable, they're machine washable, and they're so cute.
1: And how often does one get to wash their shoes? Not Not often. Not very often, but with Rothy's, just throw them in there. Not a problem. And it's not just shoes. Sure, they have slip-on sneakers and classic flats, but they also have chic handbags and spacious totes.
0: Ooh, and they're extremely durable. Mm-hmm. They last wash after wash. In fact, the average pair of Rothy's has walked about a 1,000 miles. Whoa. Whoa, It's a lot of miles. I
1: would walk 1,000 <laughs> miles.
0: <laughs> then I'd get washed. That's like walking from San Francisco to Denver, Ross. And staying comfortable with every step. This claims a little stretchy, but it's exactly like that.
1: (laughs) Also, Rothy's are made with 100% recycled materials like thread spun from plastic water bottles.
0: So listen, folks, keep it clean with washable shoes and bags from Rothy's.
1: And even if you are getting into earthing, grounding, want to try that out? The rest of the time, where are those Rothy's?
0: So head to rothys.com slash no O-H-N-O, to find your new favorites today.
1: That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash Ono.
0: How is your food intake going? Pretty good. Yeah, that's good. Um, Feeling healthy.
1: Yeah. And part of the reason why is Hello HelloFresh.
0: Oh, okay.
1: They are a meal kit service, and they send it straight to your door. Very helpful when you've been at home for a long time and getting out is complicated. Yeah. Some of these mandates are starting to lift, but still, it's great to have food delivered to your door. You can skip the trip to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable.
0: My gosh, that must be why it is America's number one meal kit.
1: That's exactly why.
0: That's why. Oh, okay. And you know, they have a wide variety of easy, delicious options for all three meals a day, plus every snack and special treat in between.
1: And HelloFresh's fresh ingredients are sourced directly from growers and delivered from the farm to your front door in under a week, contact-free.
0: So don't order it if you're like, mm, what will I have for lunch? HelloFresh. And then you order it and you just wait. You're going to be waiting a week, so that's not a good strategy. But if you're thinking ahead, you're like, I want to be a person... In June 2021, who cooks their own food at home? It's fresh. It's beautiful. It's healthy. It's healthy. I'm going to wear one of those cute little frilly aprons. And
1: no contact person who comes to drop it off at your door. You don't have to run out and like tap them on the shoulder or anything.
0: <laughs> and say, so, now you're it.
1: <laughs> you can just yell,
0: thank you. Yeah. Out the door. That's what I do. I often cook the meals in my home. Mm. Not always, but. Often. As you know, sometimes I cook for uh you and me, Andrew together. Yeah. And yeah, HelloFresh makes it really easy because they give you the ingredients in small amounts so that like you might have to do a little prep work, but it's not I got a whole onion, and I got to take off the skin on the onion, and I got to chop the onion, and right. now I've got half an onion that I need to put in a Ziploc bag, that I need to put in that fridge, blah, blah, blah.
1: And you choose how big your audience is. You mm-hmm. know, Maybe it's just two people at home. Maybe it's four people. The food arrives with the instructions you just follow. And my wife is the cook in the family. And actually, when we get a meal kit delivered, I get to be the cook.
2: Because oh. she's like, this
1: was your doing, Ross. And, uh, <laughs> and not, not that she can't or wouldn't, sure. but this is a time for me to be like, well, let me get involved. Yeah. And the running, I was going to say joke, but it's true, is that I'm an incredibly slow cook. Oh, really? Measuring thrice, cutting once kind of thing. Oh, right, right, right. And so there will be the early part and it'll say, oh, this will take 10 minutes. And it takes me at least 20, you know, to carefully chop everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not doing it right. But it still comes out delicious. And that's funny, too, because in the instructions, it'll say, you know, the pasta should be in there for 10 minutes. And while you're doing that, do this thing. So I'm starting that other thing. And, you know, it takes me 20 minutes to do that. And the pasta is still going. But somehow it all still comes out tasting really good. I have to say every meal i I've made with HelloFresh actually gets positive reviews from the family.
0: Nice. So if you want to be like Ross, go to HelloFresh.com slash 12 That's O-H-N-O-1-2. And use code ono 12 for 12 free meals. What? Yeah. Including free shipping. What? I don't know.
1: That's amazing.
0: That's HelloFresh.com slash Ono12 and code Ono12 for 12 free meals.
1: Why not do that?
0: If you're not doing that, something's wrong with your brain. But you know whose brain is in perfect working order?
1: Hildegard of Bingen?
0: Yes, and also A.J. Langley, host of My Favorite Mystic.
1: Oh, hey. Oh, look. There's a Jumbotron. What a coincidence.
0: That's why this was on my mind. That's right.
1: (laughs) From A.J. Langley the host of My Favorite Mystic podcast. And this one came across our desks, and I was instantly intrigued. I thought, I want to check this out. Nice. Because I like mystics. Okay. So I started listening to the episode on Hildegard of Bingen. I was totally enjoying it, and I was thinking, oh, I wish there was one about William Blake, or I wish there was one about mm. Emanuel Swedenborg. And then I started listening to the first episode, which was about a different mystic, and they talked about Swedenborg at length. Ah. We were recently on a podcast with some guys who... uh are members of the Swedenborgian Church. Anyways, I was totally into this. I'm like, oh, this is fun. It's AJ talking to various experts sharing their favorite mystic, and it's a That's very fun, a very nerdy. I'm totally into it.
0: So listen to the My Favorite Mystic podcast and follow My Fave Mystic on Twitter. It's worth noting that favorite is spelled with a U. Good point. And My Fave Mystic is M Y F A V M Y. S T I C. You can figure it out. You guys can do it.
1: (laughs) M-Y-S-T-I-C.
0: My friend Abe and I went to a Disney songs review kind of thing and... Long story, but we both ended up getting picked on by the MC like over and over. It was, just became this callback. Okay. And Abe got called up to the stage, the very last part of this whole show, where everyone was trying to prove what a big Disney geek they are. Uh-huh. And the MC turns to Abe and is like, I want you to sing this song with me. Ready? Am I see? And just blank stare from <gasps> Abe. And what? He- and he goes... Have a good night. What? And I'm screaming like from the audience like, Abe, what? What? And everyone was just like howling. It was just complete ruckus. He He didn't know the song. But
1: he's a Disney fan, right? Enough
0: to pay $28 to go to this review. Huh. It was wild. It was so crazy. So anyway, it really caps the night with this MC proving That Abe was a poser. (laughs) Poor Abe. (laughs) That's also the same night that one of the trivia questions was, What is the actual name of the prince in Snow White?
1: That's a fraught topic.
0: Yes. And so I raised my hand and he called on me and I said, The prince. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, No, it's Florian. And I was like, No, no, no. It's a complicated thing, and it really is the (laughs) prince. But anyway. That's not canon. Anyway, then I realized how insane I looked so proudly going, (laughs) The "The Prince. Prince. (laughs) That's very good. (laughs) Okay, anyway.
1: The important thing is that someday your prince will come Mm -hmm. and he'll have another Jumbotron for you to read. Oh. It'll be from Amanda and it will be for Ellen.
0: One day that will happen. And I think Amanda will say to Ellen, Happiest of happy birthdays to my once co-president and constant co-conspirator.
1: Aw, here's to many more years of watching terrible movies, hunting ghosts, step classes, and 12 a.m. milkshakes.
0: Yum. There is no one I would rather tackle this PhD with than you. I wish I could gift you a special needs dog sanctuary.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I hope this Jumbotron will do instead. Aw. That's delightful. So sweet. Well, happy birthday, Ellen.
0: Happy birthday. We might be a little bit late.
1: All right. Well, while I'm sounding off about electrical issues of which I am only barely cognizant, (laughs) I thought it would be fun because I was looking up on YouTube videos about people trying the earthing products. And one thing that they would often do is take a voltage meter or a multimeter, which has voltage measurement, and test themselves to demonstrate this product and say, look, Not even this product necessarily, but also the process of earthing itself to say, I have a certain amount of measurable charge, but look, I go step on the ground and it goes to zero. Right. And I thought- Or
0: I go stand on the grounding pad and it goes to zero.
1: Right. Yeah. Which should behave just the same way as the earth. And I thought, wait a second, I've got a multimeter. And so I dug out my tech box and I dug to the bottom my Radio Shack multimeter. Is Radio Shack completely out of business now?
0: I think so, but I think it's one of those where then they get bought out by these big companies, so there might be like two or three left because these big companies will buy out dying businesses and still okay. have clearance warehouses.
1: Gotcha. There's a documentary about the blockbuster yeah. that's still running in Bend, Oregon.
0: Yep, I want to go.
1: Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. And we know uh, Brian Dunning out in Bend.
0: Oh, that's right, and, and there's he's, a primate sanctuary there.
1: And he's willing for us to stay at his house.
0: He's willing. Okay, great. I, that's all I need. He's
1: never said that or maybe he has i don't know (laughs) but i figured by saying it on the podcast now he has to he
0: can't possibly object okay Uh, noted so
1: so i saw these videos and i thought well i can test this too let's go walk around with this multimeter so setting it on its lowest setting the two volt range because for dc voltage you could start at 500 volts 200 volts 20 volts or two volts you know those don't register anything if i hold on to this with both hands and just try to measure is there any voltage measurable in Ross that's going to be zero because that's orders of magnitude the wrong scale obviously i don't have a a differential of electric charge that can be measured in the range of 500 volts.
0: Okay, I think I understand. Think
1: of like a 1.5 volt battery. If we took a regular AA battery right now or a AAA and we put one of these leads, I've got a red and a black little like uh, almost pencil, but it's got metal sticking out the end where I can touch the lead to either side of said battery. Okay. It would say on here 1.35, 1. 1.4, 1. 1.5. Should
0: we do that to test it? Yeah, you got a battery? Utility? I do.
1: Okay, so I've moved this down to the lowest setting. Carrie has brought me an Energizer battery, which is good because they keep going and going.
0: <laughs> and so this, in layman's terms, this is testing the amount of energy in this battery,
1: correct? The the voltage. Yeah. yeah so. But like
0: if I had used up a lot of the battery it would be lower
1: right exactly okay, this is a new battery yeah and batteries typically they work till you get down to around 1.3 something and then okay. it'll read as dead even though there's still voltage there's still a differential okay. of electricity anyway so i'm going to touch the red negative to the negative and the black positive to the positive and if you look on the meter there you'll see it says 1.583
0: confirming Yes.
1: So very okay. good. So I was curious about this, like seeing these YouTube videos. If you just hold on in one hand to the red and on the other hand, the black end, why would you have any voltage running through you at all? Mm-hmm. So I talked with our buddy Spencer about this and he gave me some advice on this. He said, you know, we've kind of encountered this with some of our applicants to the paranormal challenge that the CFIIG administers. And It's perfectly reasonable that we can act as a bit of an antenna and pick up some of the ambient. uh, EMFs. EMFs, right. (laughs) It's all true. It's all true. I don't Um, need more information. So this becomes one of those things where you have a physical measurable response that looks pretty impressive. Mm. And so sure enough, usually if I'm holding onto these, I'll have something on the same setting as we just measured the battery. It'll be you know, 0.02, 0.03, 0.05, something like that. So we're talking about 40 millivolts.
0: Obviously, there's electricity happening in my body, like my brain is basically... Electric, but that's just too low to pick up on.
1: Okay. Yeah. All of this falls into that insanely complicated category of like, yes, the body has a lot of electricity in it. Right. And depending on how you measure it and if you add it up, yes, there's a lot of electric potential in the body. And that's why we eat food and everything. We've got all this chemical energy. But it doesn't work where you've got like one node on the top of your head and another at the bottom of your head, sure. and you can run a you know okay. a, a potato clock kind of thing. Okay, so Think for yourself. you know on the whole, that should all be kind of balanced. And okay. there's a lot of electrical action happening within the body. Yes. But It you, is a different thing. Right. It's a different thing. You yourself are not a battery with poles. Um, okay.
0: The Matrix isn't real. <laughs>
1: right. But oddly enough, yes, if I hold on to this, I do get a reading. And we were demonstrating this earlier. And I was doing it around my block. So wearing my shoes, sure enough, I would see like, you know, 0.05 and think, okay, that's like a... Measurable number. I can see yeah. it kind of jumping around five, four, two, eight, and it would usually end up somewhere in kind of that range in the, you know, 20 to 50 millivolts. Okay. So then I would walk outside and take off my shoes and then go stand on the ground. Mm -hmm. You know, the the actual dirt or grass. And I would see that number drop down to zero, just like the YouTube videos. Okay, it's kind of-
0: This part is true.
1: Wicking away this extra charge Mm -hmm. that I'm picking up from the ambient atmosphere. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Right now, I'm on the mat. Actually, the mats, I think it took a while. But like when I first plugged, uh, you first saw me kind of put my feet on the mat. It did not immediately balance the way that it did just outside on the ground here. right. Where like I stepped on the ground and boom, it went straight to zero or 0.001.
0: It was taking just a tiny bit off the top of your charge, maybe. Yeah. But the, not even reliably that.
1: I've had my feet stuck to this earthing mat now for over half an hour and I'm getting 0.005. Okay. So yeah, I try? Yeah.
0: I too have had my feet on the mat. 0.011. Okay. Yeah. I All think right. that's it's still lower than. When yeah,
1: I than tried it was before.
0: point zero zero
1: eight nine nine eight. Okay. Yeah. My, my first reaction. Seven,
0: was- six. <laughs> six. I wanted to go. Five, four, seven, six, five, seven, <laughs> Uh-oh. six. Uh-oh.
1: We need to take this away seven, from Carrie.
0: six. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so theoretically, if this is just the same as being outdoors in the great wide wilderness, that you will also see this evening out of the electric charge. Some potential is flowing from you into the ground or the earthing mat. I guess it does work out, which is yeah. good because that at least tells us that the mat is doing something.
0: First, we were kind of concerned that maybe even that part was a ruse.
1: Yeah, because it certainly wasn't immediate. Yeah. Like it is in the ground.
0: Ooh, I'm going to try also putting on the earthing. Yeah, wearable,
1: the large body headband. wearable Kit. Yeah,
0: headband as we're using or it. Or the anyway.
1: er- Eartha kit. I'm just. Calling yes. it. I'm naming it that.
0: <laughs> I want to be electric. All right. Let's see if the double duty changes anything.
1: Okay, young lady, you are double grounded.
0: <laughs> okay, I guess we'll have to wait a few minutes. But
1: so what we have here is something I don't know, akin to like a kinesthesiology test, or even more useful than that. But we do have a physical phenomena that can be measured and impress people. Mm. superficially.
0: Oh, right, right, right.
1: Where you say, look, see, here's a number. Something
0: changed.
1: And now you're doing this thing well, and it's better.
0: In that way, it's also kind of like the E-meter where it's like I'm mm-hmm. I'm showing you something here. and I'm I can't t- deny that it's different from what I showed you before.
1: Right. And now I'm explaining to you how it works and you trust me now. Right. So you're accepting how it works. Yeah. Which I think is the issue with earthing and with the book and the documentary. They put out a ton of little factoids. They put them in a room together and <laughs> they think you're going to make the connections. They say, well, there's all these lightning strikes and you know the ground gets negatively charged. Okay. Ground tends to end up being neutrally charged. Okay. True. Electricity flows from negative to positive. Yes. The foot has many nerve endings. Okay, correct. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rubber soles are not conductive. Okay, you got me there. Uh, We spend very little time touching the bare ground. Okay, yep. Lots of problems are caused by inflammation. Whoa, what? Okay, yeah, I guess.
0: Probably. Free
1: radicals, those are a thing. Yeah, Yeah, I've heard of those.
0: This feels unrelated, but okay.
1: And so, like, all of this gets laid out in this buffet, Mm -hmm. and you're just sort of invited to connect it all together and build this synthesis, and I think that's kind of what's happening with all of these products.
0: And where I always get stuck thinking about stuff like that is that's not necessarily a problem if you're dealing with a real expert, because Mm -hmm. we do trust people who have specialized their entire careers in understanding things to give me good information that I don't totally get. I yeah. don't totally wrap my head around it. Yeah. So those strategies aren't bad, but they're only as good as your regulation and your education system. And in this case, we've got a cable guy who doesn't know nothing about grounding, but knows very little about how that would apply to a medical outcome.
1: Right, and a cable guy who is selling a product Yes. and invested in doing well. Yeah. Yeah, kind of a breathless documentary. And this book I read, Earthing. Earthing,
0: papyrus font.
1: The most important health discovery ever, exclamation mark. A very sober title. This is the second edition. (laughs) It was sent with the recent product that we ordered, the Eartha kit that you're wearing on your head right now.
0: Oh, I want to see how it's different from the first edition. Me too. Well, I just put a hold at the library on this book and I wonder if I'll get the first or second edition that would be
1: great if you did yeah I think this one was released in 2014 I want to say the other one was a few years earlier and then it's got all the usual suspects the same people Mm -hmm. that you saw in the documentary Sinatra Clinton Ober of course yeah Stephen Sinatra M.D. Martin Zucker Okay. Let's definitely talk about him again. And then it's got a foreword by James L. Oshman, Ph.D. He's another one who's frequently cited in the film. Author of Energy Medicine, The Scientific Basis, with commentary by electrophysiologist Gaetan Chevalier, Ph.D.
0: Very present in the documentary. Yes. And I noticed a lot of the... Papers, the studies and papers on earthing that are trotted out as scientific evidence, you'll be the primary author.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. And in the back, you see those names on pretty much all the studies along with a couple other folks that show up in this. The documentary, you mentioned some of the awards it had won. This book has won the Nautilus Award.
0: Oh, I've heard of that.
1: It promotes spiritual growth, conscious living, and positive social change. Nice. I checked the website. They've also awarded Reiki for Life. Nice. The the Encyclopedia of Energy Medicine. Okay. Evidence of the Afterlife. Okay. And Postcards from Heaven.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Just a a select group.
0: Wait, Postcards from Heaven. Is that the little boy who later was like, I made it all up?
1: That's a different one. Okay. What is his name? Burpo. Wait, Malarkey. Can you look up Afterlife Malarkey?
0: Yeah. No Malarkey. The boy who came back from heaven, Alex Malarkey. Okay. (laughs) Uh, And it's uh, at least on the Wikipedia. I haven't checked this. It says, since publication, Alex Malarkey and his mother, Beth, have disavowed the book.
1: Yeah. (laughs) We've got some great quotes in here leading up to the book. For example, Anne Louise Gittleman, PhD, CNS. What does that stand for? I don't know.
0: Clinical nurse specialist.
1: Okay. She's author of The Fat Flush Plan.
0: Hey. And she
1: says earthing ranks right up there with the discovery of penicillin. <laughs> This book is probably the most important health read of the 21st century.
0: Good God! Carries
1: Rolling Horizons. Gary Schwartz, you may recognize him yeah, from like paranormal research. Okay, he's kind of like Rupert Sheldrake.
0: Oh, okay. I like guess similar. Definitely know that person.
1: Similar figure. He says, "Earthing may be as fundamental as sunlight, air, water, and nutrients." May the ground be with you. Also, David like Star Wars. David Wolfe.
0: David Avocado Wolf? Yeah, they left oh. it,
1: They left out the avocado.
0: You, oh, I hate it when they do that. i paid $2 extra. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't even get my avocado. He's quoted uh, elsewhere in the book, but here on the front, he says, This is it. Earthing gives you more benefits for the least work. There is no work. <laughs> which, wow. Which I think is so telling because I think so many, let's say, sham products rely upon... The desire to get a lot for very little effort. Sure. How do I shed my fat? I don't want to work off my fat. I want to shed it.
0: Yeah. You know, modern medicine does actually offer some of that. That's when true. When you think of like statins or something, they can sort of do the work that years ago we would have had to do ourselves.
1: Yeah. Okay. Fair. But then, then you have to it. ask about evidence, <laughs> right? Do
0: they do the thing though?
1: For whatever reason, John Gray... Author of what?
0: Men are from Mars, Women are from Venus. Yep. He, he also spoke at Rhythmia.
1: Oh, great. <laughs> um, this book is a manual for one of nature's great healing secrets. Why are we even asking John Gray about this?
0: No reason.
1: Okay. And of course, the book on the publisher page warns it is not intended as a substitute for consulting with your physician or other healthcare provider, you know, the typical Mm -hmm. disclamatory statements about this is not uh, medical advice. And many times throughout the book it says, definitely talk to your doctor about this in a way that's almost clever where it'll say, like, this could change your medication. Like, you could be over-medicating after you start grounding Mm. because you're now helping your body in this other way, which I think is kind of clever because we'll often criticize, say, homeopathy that says this is in no way contraindicated with anything. Oh, right. At least this will sort of claim, oh, we could be affecting your body. You should talk to your doctor. And I think of the poor doctors who have (laughs) people coming to them. I'm earthing now.
0: And hopefully they take that much advice, like... It's that kind of thing where you're kind of sneaking in two thoughts at once. Uh, you probably should talk to your doctor because you might need to stop taking your medication. Someone can just take the second part of that. Oh, I'm feeling better. Maybe I don't need to take my medication. Right. I don't necessarily need to go see the doctor who I now distrust for right. prescribing it in the first place when and, I could have just done earthing.
1: And I think most doctors have good and healthy ways of dealing with that and encouraging their patients. Oh, well, I'm glad you're interested in this and that you're Mm -hmm. working towards health. Well, let's keep taking this as well. Right, yeah. My sister has told stories about that uh, Mm. as a doctor and sounds like she handles that like a champ.
0: Nice.
1: I thought this was interesting. Stephen Sinatra, at the beginning, he says- Did it his way. In his uh, dedication, he says, To my son, Step, who overcame near-lethal electropollution that ravaged six years Mm -hmm. of life, and recovered with the help of earthing, hmm. electropollution, hmm. near-lethal electropollution. Hmm. It makes you say, "Hmm." It makes you say
0: hmm. Hmm. for a very long time.
1: Yeah, a low <laughs> hum of "Hmm." There's multiple mentions in this book of people with electrosensitivity. Oh, yep. a Questionable
0: diagnosis. Yeah,
1: that's the most generous way to state Mm -hmm. that, questionable diagnosis.
0: There is a wonderful docu-series on Netflix called Afflicted that's about people with mysterious illnesses and or people who think they have mysterious illnesses. And there's a woman who believes she has electromagnetic sensitivity in there. Anyway, highly recommend the documentary.
1: I'm going to add that to my letterboxed list, though while I'm in here, I will mention that earthing documentary you told us about last time. Yeah. There was a review here from JJ the Movie Dude. He gave it one star. He said, my mother stumbled across this movie on YouTube. It has distorted her mind that she now badgers me every day to walk barefoot on grass. Thanks, movie. (laughs) I like that he took the time to go leave a review.
0: I will say it's a good idea to go walk in grass, but mostly probably for psychological reasons. Mm. Speaking of anecdotes about kids getting better, we mentioned that in the documentary, the husband and wife who made the documentary claimed that their daughter got better from whatever she was suffering and, and with. And
1: you were asking, what was what, it?
0: What was it? Get specific here. And they don't say. So in this magazine, M.H. Earthing, 2019 premiere and only issue, <laughs> we finally learn.
1: What did she have?
0: So she had, and you had heard of this before, krout? croup? Croup. Croup.
1: Which is a bad cough, and upper respiratory infection. which Does
0: sound awful. Which
1: uh, is supposed to... Usually go away in about three to five days.
0: With no care,
1: (laughs) no particular
0: care. I mean, you want to make the kid comfortable. Three to five days, y'all. Three to five days. If anything, everything slowed it down.
1: (laughs) Right. Goodness. uh, How to summarize this book? That would take a long time. I've highlighted and underlined quite a bit of it, but essentially, it tells the same story that we talked about with Clinton Ober starting as a an Ober driver, (laughs) as a cable guy who eventually. Then discovered this wonderful medical technology. And it it's funny, they do describe him in this introduction as a genuine discoverer <gasps> and, and founder pioneer. Oh, dang it. Yeah, so close.
0: Okay, I'm going to take, if you don't mind, take my measurements again. Do it. Because I've been wearing this headband. Oh, yeah. For a good 10 minutes now. Okay. So let's see if anything's changed. Oh, yeah. 0.045434. Three, 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 do I hear two? Two.
1: Okay, so your electrical potential oh, one. has- Open, oh, open,
0: show- no, oh, open, oh, open oh. Oh. <laughs>
1: Okay, all right, sorry it stop. <laughs> it's
0: doing it, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, Okay. Th- there we go. So it at least- Functions as advertised. Yeah,
0: that's good.
1: That's good. Yeah. But I Low think
0: bar we've passed, but we passed it.
1: The real insult would be if we bought this product and it doesn't Didn't even, even do ground that. you. Yeah. Okay, I'm still hovering ab- around 0012
0: I do wonder, though, I'm guessing this still wouldn't be reliable enough to use for that other purpose, the ESD.
1: Right, if you're trying to protect sensitive equipment. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not At sure. At least
0: I wouldn't rely on it.
1: The same here. I would buy the actual product built for that. And I'm still, I, I've had my feet on this mat for... About an hour now. Yeah. And I'm even connecting the meridian point on the ball of my foot that has been indicated in a diagram in this Ah. book to make sure that I've got kind of the optimal spot. Okay. And uh, yeah, I still, I'm not as grounded as you are. So interesting.
0: And I'm wearing the headband.
1: Lots of footprints in this book.
0: Oh, it was then that I carried you.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, they are
0: in the sand in the ocean. Ross has just written the word "footprints" exclamation point <laughs> next to it.
1: Oh my goodness! So many claims in this book. Everything mm. from lupus to oh man, eczema. Which, by the hey. way, yeah, I couldn't test out because I'm eczema clear.
0: That's great. I have
1: been for many months now. So That's
0: wonderful. Yeah,
1: maybe I'm all fixed.
0: But you know, eczema clear is different from eczema approved.
1: Approved. <laughs> so <laughs> right. remember that. I'm not eczema approved.
0: And even once you're eczema clear, you can go to OT one, eczema OT two, eczema OT
1: three. Oh, like Ordo Templi Orientis. Oh god. <laughs> all it's of our investigations. Conflict! Someday our brains are just gonna explode.
0: Those last 30 seconds were for the true fans.
1: Deep cuts. So the main bullet points of what earthing is supposed to help you with mm-hmm. is rapid reduction of inflammation. okay. Rapid reduction or elimination of chronic pain.
0: Okay great.
1: Dynamic blood flow improvement to better supply the cells and tissues of the body with vital oxygen and nutrition. Mm-hmm.
0: Also known as what blood does. Got it. Thank you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But let's make this an extra long bullet point. Reduced stress. Okay. Increased energy. Mm -hmm. Improved sleep. Okay. Accelerated healing from injuries and surgery.
0: So, yeah. I wonder if my cut up finger is going to be a lot better after this grounding. Because it sure does hurt. Look, it's all red. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Wait, what caused that?
0: Oh, I was using sandpaper, and Um, I just happened to scratch myself.
1: Okay, yeah, I mean, be healing up right quick with all this grounding you've been doing. Yeah, right? Oh, this is interesting. They mentioned, here's one difference between the first and second edition. In the first edition, the subtitle of our book ended with a question mark. The most important health discovery ever? Uh But they've amended that. In the second edition, the... (laughs) (laughs) Question mark has become an exclamation mark.
0: Honestly, a warning. Not a a good sign.
1: At the end of this description, they say, about that, we have no doubts and no question.
0: Wow, dudes. You probably should.
1: Yeah. Yeah. In the second second edition, we have chosen an exclamation point.
0: I hope this book is different in other ways.
1: Which also reminds (laughs) me, that's the one change they made. (laughs) Print it again.
0: Seems like that's the case with this magazine where they just like change some copy editing and some layout features.
1: Which reminds me of how the famous Chariots of the Gods... Originally had a question mark at the end.
0: Oh, right. Oh, interesting. And then in subsequent
1: editions, they decided, you know, let's just take off the question mark.
0: Wow. That's a really telling moment in those movements, isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. When, oh, hey, look, uh, this is selling quite a few copies. Let's just remove the doubt from it.
0: And there's also that moment, I think, in spiritual leaders' lives where they start buying their own thing.
1: Right. There's a (laughs) Um, progression.
0: And you start to be like, well, I was presenting this as a hypothesis, but it's being thrown back at me as mm-hmm. a conclusion and all these people couldn't be wrong and you're all sort of validating each other and yeah the potatoes getting passed
1: back and forth <laughs> back and forth that's right yeah, yeah absolutely lots of blinding with sciency language like here's an early paragraph we are each of us a collection of dynamic electrical circuits in which trillions of cells constantly transmit and receive energy in the course of their programmed biochemical reactions Think of them okay, as mi- oh, that's cool. microscopic electronic machines. Okay. Yeah. The movement of nutrients and water into the cells is regulated by electrical fields, and each type of cell has a frequency range in which it operates. Your heart, brain, nervous system, muscles, and immune system are prime examples of electrical subsystems operating within your bioelectrical body. The fact is all of your movements, behaviors, and actions are energized by electricity.
0: Okay. All true. It's so weird because if Carl Sagan, he would write it a little better. But if Carl Sagan had made the same point, I you would know are
1: that. <laughs> a complex collection. Of electrical potentials.
0: Exactly. I mean, I can see where that can be both true and feel magical without it going off into this, like, extraordinary claim category.
1: Right. Yeah, it seems like the place he's depositing you in is just a wonder at science and what we're able Mm -hmm. to know about the real world. Whereas this drops you off in a seedier neighborhood (laughs) that wants you to buy a product.
0: Right, right.
1: And you're made of star stuff. It's true. Oh, here we go. About 100 lightning strikes per second around the world. That's amazing. Wow. But at the same time as we're talking about these th- things, we're talking about the kind of stuff Carl Sagan would not bring up, like uh, <laughs> chi. You know. Oh,
0: yep. Nope.
1: We're talking about- Well, they might
0: bring it up, but pr- not the way they are.
1: Prana, the vital force, heaven chi, earth chi, the chi field- also, wow. Later on, meridians and acupuncture points, which is why I'm pressing the balls of my feet in because that's supposed to be one of the prime locations. That's another issue of, that I mentioned yeah. earlier, which is where you make that connection because they talk here about just how many nerves you have in the bottoms of your feet. Okay, And it's so funny how they phrased it in such a way. It was something like, which is more than any other equivalent part of the body with the same amount of area. Which I think was just them trying to avoid mentioning genitals, which have way more
0: sensitivity. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But it raises the question of, okay, well...
0: Uh, Should I electrocute my genitals?
1: (laughs) Yeah, should I... Should I
0: ground my crotch?
1: (laughs) Exactly. Should I just lay on the grounding mat with my bare (laughs) genitals touching it? Right. Maybe that's more effective. Or is it just as effective when I've got this kit strapped around my forehead yeah. or on my elbow? And elsewhere, it says if you've got an injury on your arm, it helps to ground close to the side of the injury.
0: Oh, interesting. So maybe for my finger.
1: But then at the same time, it's saying that that locality helps. But elsewhere, it's talking about how all of this happens at the speed of light. That oh, flows yes. through the body. This is
0: what keeps tripping me up and probably isn't tripping up the people who make this thing. So they're not thinking about it. But in the movie, one of the experts said it's instantaneous. It's so fast. We right? can't even measure it, which seems like a get out of jail free card. But it's just so fast. You get saturated with these things immediately. And I was like, well, then why do I have to stand on it for 15 minutes? Right. And then
1: elsewhere in the book, it clearly says it takes 20 to 30 minutes for healing effects to set in. Wait, what? What? <sighs> And then they welcome and invite and include many examples of testimonials from people who say, I instantly felt better. Sure. But then also the testimonials from people who said, oh, yeah, the next day I felt great, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. There's so much frustration here with the timetables and exactly the mechanism of how it's working. And so Mm -hmm. many are presented for example, it will also say that if you don't use it, you lose it. The moment you step off the grounding pad, your electrical potential will just rise back to where it was before. What? Right. So do
0: I have to stand on it all day, all the time?
1: It kind of says that, and sometimes more explicitly, what? but then it's also talking about residual benefits. It's like,
0: <sighs> what are you saying? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, this is the height of untestability.
1: They will often quote figures like, T.H. Huxley, and I write, how dare you? But I have to say, I am surprised nowhere in this book that I detected, and it's not in the index, do they mention Nikola Tesla?
0: Yeah, where's our old buddy Nikola Tesla? Or even
1: Edison, for that matter. I gotta say, I'm actually kind of impressed that they did not have an appeal to Tesla.
0: But don't worry, at esdjournal.com, there is a random crossword devoted to Nikola Tesla that you could click on apropos of absolutely nothing. Phew.
1: Okay. Well, at least he's represented there. Though I did eventually find a mention of ions. There was one mention of ions in the book, even if it wasn't in the index. Another thing in all of this is that, again, with the collection of stories, it feels like you could have finished a lot of these paragraphs and said it was about someone cutting out sugar consumption. And it would have felt like the exact same testimonial. Or I think of, you know, with all the stories they collect, and really like a chunk of this book, like maybe a quarter of the book is just stories of people writing. And I will admit, I just kind of skimmed that portion because I thought these are all the same. But it was these amazing uh, stories of a PMS getting mm-hmm. um, better. That's
0: something that notoriously does not get better. like it's specifically on a cycle that's (laughs) its whole deal
1: but you would be amazed how many pms stories there are in this book
0: okay Uh, for
1: whatever reason that's a really big benefit of earthing is uh, better moods less pain less bloating and fatigue
0: 400 people can't be wrong
1: all related to pms it immediately makes me think of the christian science reading rooms Chalk a block full of these collected stories that they've gotten from Mm -hmm. everybody. Because you can do that for anything.
0: Yeah. And there is that cognitive error of how could all these people be wrong? Well, 400 people are wrong all the time. Like, (laughs) we thought the earth was flat for a really long time. At that point, 100% of humanity was wrong.
1: Reminds me of one of my all-time favorite song lyrics from Beauty and the Beast, Mm. where you have the Frenchmen storming the castle to get the beast, and they sing... 50 Frenchmen can't be wrong. (laughs) Let's kill the beast.
0: (laughs) You know, I was just rewatching Beauty and the Beast, and I was really struck by the line. Life is so unnerving for a servant who's who's not
1: not serving. serving. That,
0: like, suddenly became very profound to me. Hmm. It's like, wow, that's really true. And actually could explain a lot of us fucking up everything. Because, like, when we feel like we can't contribute to a problem, we're like, I got to add something to the mix. Uh, This. When really maybe it means you have to accept you're powerless.
1: Yeah. I like it. But it's unnerving. All the more testament to the brilliance of Howard Ashman. Mm -hmm. Rest Mm -hmm. in peace. Mm
0: -hmm. I would say more Lumiere, but (laughs) you can credit the actual human being if you want.
1: (laughs) Okay, thanks. Just reading throughout with the stories they were telling and how they were presenting what happened i thought well you could just as easily be attributing this story to shielding from radio pollution or the effects of the sun anything like i was just thinking through our previous investigations and how you could apply so much of this just as easily elsewhere like i really want to know what clint ober thinks of urine therapy
0: i want to know what the aetherius society thinks of everything
1: yeah, because they have batteries that store-
0: You pray into a battery. Prayer The battery energy. pushes the prayer energy into the ground. Then you holler over a canyon <laughs> until it hits you in the back.
2: Uh-huh.
0: It really feels like they would all feel like they were agreeing without necessarily actually agreeing with the rubber. Oh, when the foot hits the grass.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. That's right. No rubber hitting the road here. Oh, yeah. Mm. Asphalt, by the way, that comes up in the book, whether cement counts as grounding. Mm. And they say, well, it depends on like what's under the cement and what the conditions are and hmm. the exact mixture and like whether it's dry versus wet. Okay. Very interesting. But asphalt, no go, because that's a lot of human-made chemicals in there. Ugh. Can't get earthed off of asphalt. Oh, here it is. They should make
0: their own cement, their own patented cement. Yeah. Hello, Clint.
1: And he keeps mentioning how these findings should revolutionize the mattress industry.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah, make a mattress, sir.
1: Right. Why hasn't he made his this own mattress? This seems
0: like an oversight. <laughs> nice. Thank done. you. Thank you. I
1: like it. Oh, here we go. The sole or planter surface of the foot is richly covered with some 1,300 nerve endings per square inch. Hmm. That's more Than found on any other part of the body of comparable size.
0: (laughs) I I get what they're going for. Yeah.
1: (laughs) How do we exclude the genitals from this Well, Let me read you Clint Ober's little moment of discovery here.
0: Oh, an overview. Yeah.
1: (laughs) He had already had some inklings like, oh, wait a second. Maybe there's something to do with voltage. I should check this out. Oh, look at all these people wearing shoes. So now my curiosity was really stirred up. The next day, I went to the hardware store, and I bought some metalized duct tape that is used for furnace ducting. I laid some of that tape out on the bed to form a crude kind of grid. Mm -hmm. I took an alligator clip and attached it to one end of the duct tape grid. I connected a wire to it, ran the wire out the window, and fastened it to another ground rod similar to the one that the voltmeter was connected to.
0: So far, what he said in the movie.
1: So he's got himself like a voltmeter like we've just been using. I then lay down on the duct tape grid and noticed that the meter was now showing nearly zero, like you. Whoa. Meaning that I was in sync. That is electrically equivalent to lying directly on the ground outside. Like all the cable systems I had installed, I was physically grounded. I was lying there, fooling around with the voltmeter, and the next thing I knew, it was morning. I had fallen asleep with a voltmeter on my chest. I hadn't needed a pill to fall asleep, which he normally did.
0: Yeah, you mentioned in the movie that he sometimes needed an Advil to fall asleep.
1: I had slept soundly for the first time in years, and I had hardly moved at all during the night.
0: That's nice. There we go. You know who this reminds me of?
1: Paul on the road to Damascus.
0: Yes, and also my best friend Claire's dad.
1: Oh, yeah, that was my second death.
0: (laughs) Her dad is just this... You know what? He's a Maurice from Beauty and the Beast. Ah, He is an absent-minded inventor who's on the border of of brilliant and a little nuts.
1: (laughs) He's a very nice guy. I've met him.
0: Oh, you have? I
1: officiated his other daughter's wedding. Oh,
0: oh, of course, Lily's wedding. That's right, yeah. Speaking of, we will have an update from Glare shortly about her vaccines, but she is fully vaxxed. (gasps) Yay. Yay. And actually... Maybe a little more vaccinated than you.
1: Whoa! What?
0: Apparently, how much sleep you get around the time you get vaccinated is very important to how effective the vaccine becomes in your body.
1: Well, now I want to look at my sleep <laughs> records from that time because I was getting more decent sleep then.
0: I mean, you're obviously many times more protected than if you hadn't gotten it. Right, no right.
1: What, but. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, no, I'm, I'm not going to check my sleep patterns, but <laughs> they were better then. Let's Uh,
0: collide all of the things we've learned into one package and obsess over them.
1: Okay, so, goodness, I I don't want to get into a ton of detail here because this could be a much longer podcast, in fact. But what he started to do then is fish around for people who would help him get numbers. And he started trying to do his own informal test. Just anybody he could find, he'd hook them up to one of these mats and have them lay down on it. And he was getting all kinds of feedback. So for example, here's what we found afterward when we compared the grounded group with the ungrounded one. Oh, great. Uh, this is an anecdotal study published oh. in 2000 on ESD. Okay. At least he calls it an anecdotal yeah, study. Yeah, that's good. 85% went to sleep more quickly. Wait a minute. 93% reported sleeping better throughout the night. Oh, is that Wait the same? A minute. Is that the same one you just read?
0: Anecdotal study. It was called a blind study in mine. Hang on, hang on.
1: Oh yeah, this is the 2001 ESD. Okay.
0: Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Okay, 85% time to fall asleep improved, is that mm-hmm. what
1: you said? 74% elimination or reduction of chronic back and joint <sighs> pain. Yes. Okay, same one.
0: Wait, so there it's called an anecdotal study and here it's called a blinded study? Correct. That's screwy. I don't like that. I want to talk to someone from the Earthing Company. Get in touch.
1: Here's another question I kept having is, what's better about electrons from the Earth...
0: Me too. Are they different in some meaningful way?
1: Right. Any electron should be the same as any other electron. All our years of advanced physics have not given us any reason to suspect that one electron is better or different than another. So why not just have a little pad that applies electrons to your feet?
0: In the movie, at least, would say they're electrons from the sun. But I'm like, well, pretty much all the energy on Earth is going to be at least partly from the sun.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah.
0: That's where we got all the stuff.
1: Yeah, eventually everything leads back to the sun yeah. or a explosion a before star. the sun. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, so he talks about some of his early studies and he admits my first study was subjective. He talks about another one. We enrolled 12 subjects. He forgot to use a control group in that one. Oh, uh, whoops. Um, Oversight. He was looking at a cortisol level, so he was starting mm. to try to find something Stress. measurable. Mm-hmm. So that that's good. good. good.
0: Though that's, you know, cortisol is so responsive to your mental state that, again, you would need some pretty good blinding to make sure you've ruled out the placebo effect.
1: Right. Absolutely. And m- more numbers, of course, always help. Interesting little note here. He doesn't even have a high school education. Not to shame or anything. Yeah, just yeah. referring to him sort of being this interloper wandering into mm-hmm. this world of science and trying to find someone to help him out and get data. And, you know, that's fine. Yeah, by all means, go find some experts who can help you. But who are the people that you end up with and what kind of tests do they actually run? Uh, Stephen Sinatra writes a whole chapter on his own, tells his story.
0: Yeah, it also makes me think about just the function of education, like... Yeah, there is no shame in not having finished, but it is a failure of our system that it didn't serve him in that way. That's what education is for: is to be like, well, here are the building blocks for like everything the rest of humanity has learned so far. Right. So you can run from there. Yeah, that, and he wasn't given that. It
1: hoists you up onto the shoulders of the giants. Yeah,
0: so yeah. See totally. farther.
1: I like this sentence here. The man continued to sleep grounded every night for the next five years until he died. <laughs>
0: At which point, not as good.
1: You know, you could read the causality <laughs> differently. Right, right. Make it sound Until like earthing killed, killed him. right? But this was yeah, a case where someone was feeling pain and this helped him. Uh, Right, right. Another big assumption in this book and in the movie is that our ancient ancestors somehow were way healthier than we are.
0: Oh, right. You hear this so much. It's so strange. It's so demonstrably untrue.
1: Right. It's like, just think for a moment. And he'll also refer to Bushmen, as he says in Mm. the book. That's his terminology. (laughs) And <laughs> people from other cultures, native populations, mm-hmm. and yeah, just this constant magical other. appeal to, exactly, like, oh, look, they have no problems whatsoever. And even then, when he was talking about Bushmen, he started it out by mentioning that they're nearly extinct. I thought, well, <laughs> well why? Why aren't they nearly extinct? <laughs> well, but that could be the interloping of other It could, people. yeah, it could. But it's just, it's not spelled out. They're- and
0: also, I wonder if they are nearly extinct. Quote-unquote extinct. Now I have to ask like, well, what does extinct mean?
1: All of this invites more inquiry. There's a big chart of conditions that are related to chronic inflammation. And by association, the idea is that earthing helps with allergies, Alzheimer's disease, ALS, anemia, arthritis, asthma, autism, autism. Gets a little oh, section in the book.
0: Gosh.
1: Cancer, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, both types one and two, fibromyalgia, common intestinal disorders, kidney failure, lupus, multiple sclerosis, pancreatitis, psoriasis, and eczema. So, yeah, pretty wide net is That's being awful. cast here.
0: Yeah, I mean, they may very well say somewhere in there for a passing moment that you should go to your doctor, but like. If I just read that chart, now I might think I don't need to do any preventative measures or treatment measures besides this. Right.
1: For example, in that section about autism later there's a lot of little studies with parents where he had them have their kids lie on a grounded mat and then they would have them rate oh how do you think he was on verbalizing Uh, before versus after and it's all not even self-reported but parent reported Right, right how did he do with socializing before and after how much sleep did he get felt icky and even then a lot of these conditions the claim wouldn't be that it heals it or makes it go away but that it somehow reduces the ameliorates. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Uh sands off the uncomfortable edges of the condition in he thinks measurable ways. This was interesting. There's this section on this living matrix in the body that's supposed to be yet another mechanistic explanation for how this works. And it feels like we've got two dozen explanations of how this works, which feels like protesting too much. Here we hear from James Oshman again. Cells contain an internal framework known as the cytoskeleton that connects all parts of the cell from the nucleus to the outer membrane. And then this is scaffolding that kind of connects all of the cells within your body. And thus, the living matrix inside and outside cells provides a body-wide network for antioxidant electrons, a pathway hooking up all parts of the body, including the nervous system and all sensory receptors. So essentially what he's saying is that this forms its own pervasive system. It's like an organ of the body And Mm. if you essentially connect to one part of it, now you've created this little distribution network where through the cytoskeletons of all your cells, you can just magically move these electrons where they need to be.
0: Uh, Okay. Certainly an idea you can say.
1: Right. So this living matrix becomes a theme that runs throughout the book where they're constantly referring to that as how – this distribution happens, but then why do you need to be on the mat for 20 minutes? And why is it sometimes instantaneous and sometimes not, depending on who you're talking to and getting testimonials from?
0: Also... It does remind me of energy meridians or subluxations Mm -hmm. concepts from other modalities. Oh, and chakras, too. That Mm -hmm. there are just these like energy sources somewhere in the body, but they're not the organs, because that's too boring, (laughs) that do these special things that move everything around in this fine blueprint. And
1: you can't measure them with... Typical measurements, scientific equipment. Yeah,
0: those aren't advanced enough. Only old things are advanced enough.
1: Just speaking of the timing thing, here's a quote. Typically, there's a quick reduction in inflammation-related aches and pain. Some acute headaches can vanish within minutes.
0: Well then I shall take this moment to tell you I've been wearing this band for a good half hour now and I'm getting a headache. Oh
1: no. Yeah. Well, take it off.
0: Well, I don't know if it's doing it. Oh, okay. I mean, could the grounding be giving me a headache? It doesn't seem I would likely.
1: imagine it would just be the pressure of having that band on your head. Yeah,
0: pr- <laughs> that's probably right. Well, okay, should I do the arm cuff before yeah. I take this off?
1: Yeah, let's get a new measure. See if we both significantly came down.
0: All right, hand on my knee. 123 76 okay. 72. So pulse is almost exactly the same: 73 versus okay. 72.
1: But the diastolic the, systolic went down.
0: A little, yeah. A little bit. Okay. Yeah, a little.
1: I mean, that would qualify to be included in this book.
0: Sure. <laughs> I don't know if that's like a shocking reduction, but it is a reduction. I've also been sitting here, not moving, but
1: all right, let's try me. Okay. Okay, 128 over 89. Okay. And pulse is 64.
0: Really close to the previous measurement. Very similar. So before it was 129 to 89. Now you're 128
1: to 89. <laughs> wow, okay. Well, I'm consistent at least.
0: And your pulse was 67 earlier and is 64 now. Oh,
1: oh man. Yeah, I think I I think I need more sleep. 3-day weekend coming up.
0: <laughs> it does not appear that the grounding did anything at all to your Blood pressure.
1: Okay. Good to know. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Another effect. Some men have noticed more arousal and erections. Hey. With grounding. Here's a phrase. All of us live immersed in an unseen sea of human-generated EMFs.
0: Oh, like, okay. Now. uh, Technology. Got it.
1: True. But also, I think a bit of fear mongering the way it's used here. Another kind of similar thing that we see in a lot of our investigations that I think happens here is sort of creating the problem and offering the solution Mm -hmm. all in the same fell swoop. Yep. Hey, you didn't know before that you were worried about all these EMFs and your positive electrical charge, but now you are. And Mm -hmm. we're going to sell you this to help you fix it. Yeah. There's a chart here that's very much like what we were just doing with the multimeter. It says electrical field-induced voltage created on subjects' bodies while lying in their own beds. So then you see the voltage before grounding and the voltage after grounding. And it always shoots down to one of those tiny numbers, the point zero zero three zero zero one zero zero eight. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, I don't know what the hell's going on with the person who measured 5.95. Oh, wow. That's kind of insane. That's on the higher end, but still. Also, there's lots of these diagrams showing Mm -hmm. open Mm -hmm. wounds getting better. Yes, I've Uh,
0: seen, I'm looking at the images and they're very familiar. They were on the website as well.
1: So I noticed, for example, there's somebody, you see their hands before and after. In the first image, it looks like the hands are really, you know, red on the thermograph and inflamed. Inflammation. And and then they looked much more orange and, and less inflamed in the second photo here. But I noticed... Look at the calibration of the scale on those two photos.
0: Okay. So in image one, we have 25 to 31 degrees Celsius. So
1: the reddest of the red is 31 degrees Celsius.
0: And then in image two, we have 30 degrees Celsius to 36 degrees celsius
1: so why have two different scales on those images there's
0: no reason for that
1: because if you just showed the same reading in the two images yeah the second one would look more orange than red because now the top number is higher yeah sure the reddest of the red is a different temperature.
0: Yeah, that's called lying with statistics.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. Oh, and the same deal with the second image. Yep. Yep. They Twenty-three c- degrees at the bottom, twenty-eight at the top. Twenty-six degrees at the bottom, thirty-four at the top. Oh, yeah.
1: They keep changing the scales. You've that's always, bizarre. of course, you've always got to watch out for that whenever statistics are being presented because, yeah. like you know, sometimes on Fox News they give you the little chart and they show like the rise in incidences of whatever it is, mm-hmm. and then you realize, oh, the bottom of the scale is not zero. Oh, right, right, right. They've cropped the y-axis to 30 to 60, and then you've exaggerated this difference that a normal chart would look very tiny.
0: Yeah, similar but not the same. It always irritates me a bit when I read in promoting like awareness about a certain disease or fatality. Mm -hmm. They'll say, it's the third leading cause of death, and that's supposed to make me Want to make that not the case, and I'm like, well, okay, something's something has going to, to be, be, yeah,
1: <laughs> the leading cause, and something has to be the third leading cause,
0: right? Yeah, and I understand when it's something like suicide or things attributed to lifestyle choices. Okay, I get right. it; these are things we can manipulate more than we are.
1: But you see people trying to compare deaths by cancer rates right. to coronavirus. It's like, right. well, one we have a vaccine for, right?
0: Now, <laughs> right,
1: which speaks perfectly well to this next chart. It even says, here's the title, Correlation or Coincidence, <laughs> Growth of Synthetic Soul Shoe Sales and Diabetes.
0: Oh, my goodness. And it
1: shows these two numbers rising up together. Yeah, maybe it's coincidence.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and there's so many factors there. Diabetics often have problems with their feet, so it makes sense that foot science and shoe stuff would get better. But also, maybe we're getting more diagnoses of... People spotting diabetes, right? Or people yes. living longer, and you're more likely. There's so
1: much there. Exactly. Here's another little sidebar: earthing and weight loss, maybe! <laughs> exclamation mark! I'm sure in the third edition of this book they'll take out the maybe right. exclamation mark and
0: the question mark after uh, weight loss. Yeah, it'll
1: just be earthing and weight loss! Exclamation For mark! Sure. <laughs> Again, back to the wishful thinking. Do these results infer that earthing can generate weight loss in humans? We can't say. The prospect is certainly tantalizing. Imagine losing weight without doing anything. A dieter's dream.
0: Yeah, imagine it.
1: Imagine it. He mentions just the popularity and how this is going to turn into a huge movement. And they point to a Facebook fan page called Being Barefoot that boasts more than 2 million fans. That was in 2009, but I couldn't find that group. Oh. And uh, certainly not with 2 million fans. There was a lot of groups dedicated to barefoot.
0: Yeah, when earth has become barefoot is legal, which I know is pretty
1: popular. I found popular. that one. Yeah, there's a ton related to barefoot running and earthing and grounding, but none of them were above the tens of thousands. So I don't know what happened to this group of 2 million people. Turns out hugging a tree, not necessarily a grounding activity, mm. though probably if you've got your feet barefoot next to it, then you're Right.
0: Fine. Yeah, kind of preposterous in its own way to think that you're more in tune with nature by standing on this pad in the middle of my living room on the third floor of an apartment building than hugging a tree because you (laughs) might have shoes on. (laughs)
1: You're right. There's a diagram here of the blood from left to right, and at least this one is better than the one that we saw in the documentary Mm -hmm. because the images on the right look like there's less blood clumping. They were referring to it as ketchup blood when you Uh haven't been earthing. (laughs) Well, apparently that's an effective phrase that got the disgust response from you. Anyways, I'll skip ahead. There's lots of interesting nuggets here. But I did notice at the end when they mention all of these studies that they listed, they listed 13 studies. They were all run by the same people that we've been talking about, Chevalier, Sinatra. There was another couple, Sokol, uh, S-O-K-A-L. Oh, yeah. Not to be confused with uh, Alan Sokal of the Sokal Affair. He has this kind of stable of people who help him run these experiments. Right. And I noticed that six out of the 13 were published in the Journal of Alternative and Complementary Medicine. Mm. Not necessarily the greatest standards Sure. As a journal. And then some of the other ones include evidence based, complementary, and alternative medicine.
0: Hey, evidence based. I like that.
1: Yes. Good. That's something to strive for. I hope they do. Journal of Environmental. Good
0: place to start.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> journal of Environmental and Public Health. That sounds pretty good. Medical Hypotheses.
0: Journal of Environmental and Public Health. That's Jeff.
1: Hey, Jeff. Integrative Medicine. Subtle Energy and Energy Medicine.
0: That's a journal.
1: Yes, Hmm. and the European biology and bioelectromagnetics. Anyways, yeah, so then as I got towards the end of the book, I see the little author bios. And so this is written by, of course, our friend Clinton Ober. Okay, the other author, Stephen T. Sinatra. We've talked about him, the cardiologist guy. But then there was this author, Martin Zucker. And I was curious, oh, well, tell me more about him.
0: His picture is really sticking out of that page for me
1: he's got a very bold set of upper teeth Mm -hmm. for sure and friendly smile bald head and
0: very square jaw and a loud shirt
1: a white prominent goatee surrounding all of that so i noticed that it says here martin zucker has written extensively on natural healing fitness and alternative medicine for more than 35 years more than
0: 35 how many? 36. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> he has co-authored or ghost-written more than a dozen books.
0: Damn, more than 12? How many?
1: <laughs> Probably 13. Oh, okay. Among his latest books are Move Yourself and Reverse Heart Disease Now, Natural Hormone Balance for Women, hmm? The Miracle of MSM, Oh. in mainstream media. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's what I think of.
1: It <laughs> must be something else. Preventing Arthritis. The Veterinarian's Guide to Natural Remedies for Dogs and Cats. Oh, no. And The Miracle of MSM. That's weird. That's the same title. (laughs) They listed it twice. They actually said the same year in Berkeley Trade. They just accidentally included the same book twice. So he's a professional ghostwriter. Okay. So I thought, oh, well, he must have written most of this book.
0: This is finally a moment for me to pitch my favorite podcast. Yes. I told the host I would find a way. It's called I Will Write Your Book. Co-hosted by Will Hines and Pam Murphy. It's amazing, but it's about a ghostwriter. It's an improvised podcast, but I told him, somehow I'm going to work it in. Okay, that's my moment. Fantastic!
1: Oh, very good. So this is kind of a sad connection here, but I was thinking about him, and then I was watching the end of the documentary again because I had gotten almost all the way through it, and I noticed, oh, he's also included in the documentary. Again, that's this very small family of people that are kind of included in this earthing promotion, And I was just thinking, he doesn't look so great. Mm. And it made me wonder. I wonder if he's still alive. Yeah. Because the documentary was released in 2019. Yeah, okay. So I looked up, and yes, he passed away in late 2020. Of? Didn't say. Couldn't find any Mm. report. I even tried to search to see if there was any mention of COVID anywhere with him. How old was he? 82. Okay. So he was up there. Yeah. But also, this book is constantly talking about how this will extend your life. Sure. And these healthy practices. And that's what he writes about. So, yeah, 82 is definitely a good long lifespan. Sure, sure. Could have been many causes for it, but just thought it was. Interesting to at least take note of. So, yeah, that was an interesting read. Yeah. But it fleshed out some of the things that we talked about. And, yeah, it it was also just such an exercise in trying to take these studies that they're presenting, these testimonials, and ground all of them (laughs) in what we know about the world. See what you
0: could unearth, yeah.
1: (laughs) And what is a very complicated topic.
0: Definitely. Pulls in
1: a lot of squishy science.
0: Absolutely. I bet there are a lot of listeners who are still like, I don't really understand this, except that it seems not to do it.
1: They recommend that you go to earthinginstitute.net. But as far as I can tell, it is just promotional material, more of the same. I've got to say they're very clever at creating an example of every piece of media there's a movie you can watch Mm -hmm. there's smaller clips you can watch there's the earthing website there's the book if you're a book reader there's the magazine issue one the only one that will ever be created (laughs) if you're into magazines and every single one of them has you know the pictures of Mariel Hemingway and yeah I mean
0: I assume the M.H. and M.H. earthing is Mariel Hemingway
1: oh yeah yeah Good, good point so yeah very interesting I still feel like there's a lot of questions so wouldn't that be great if we could talk to someone connected so great connected to this topic so
0: great well time will tell live and learn
1: so this is probably not
0: the end
1: of this discussion so we may come back with some more reflections and information on earthing so in the meantime uh, yeah by all means go outside spend some time with your feet touching the ground
0: yeah it's good for you it's
1: pleasant in general I went to the local park, just take some photos and actually to sit for an hour and read the earthing book outside. I thought that nice. would be a nice exercise. There was another guy who laid down 50 yards away from me and was also reading. And I was suddenly embarrassed of like the book I had. Like, <laughs> oh, I feel a kinship with you because we're both reading, but don't look at what I'm reading because it's not indicative of me. But anyways, other than a few sideways glances from people, it was really fun to walk around the park in my bare feet.
0: Yeah. Was the other guy in his stocking feet?
1: No, I think he had sandals. Boo! He's just doing it wrong. I hate him. But you know, it also might be beneficial to get some sunlight and some air. Yeah. And feel
0: the, the grass in your toes. Yeah.
1: Have a ladybug hop on your shoe for a while. Yeah. You know?
0: Sometimes psychological benefits don't need outside justification.
1: Right. There might be other reasons why that's a, a good idea.
0: Yeah. Your brain is an organism and the organism is fate, and fate is trusted in the sands of a pure cloud. Forthwith, it is honorable to put the onus of trust in the clay of a bird.
1: You'd had me, and then you'd lost me, and then you had me, and then you lost me. And you're back. I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right. Well, that's it for this episode. Thanks for joining us on this journey so far. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton.
0: This episode was edited by Victor Figueroa.
1: Our administrative manager is Ian Kramer.
0: You can support this and all our investigations by going to maximumfundorg join.
1: And you can tell your friends. You can play the show for them on your road trip. Mm-hmm. You can recommend mm-hmm. an episode. You can share it on social media. There's so many, ways so many ways to help support us.
0: Write a positive review if you want. Oh, that
1: would be amazing. If you want to a write testimonial. a testimonial.
0: Negative- oh, there you go. If you want to write a negative view, just write it to yourself. Put it in an envelope. <sighs> keep it in your bed. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at Onom Podcast. We're on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Onrack, O-N-R-A-C.
2: And remember... So we all know the sun's energy is crucial for good health. But do you know that the Earth's energy is too? When we make direct contact with the surface of the Earth, our bodies receive a charge of energy that makes us feel better fast. This is called earthing. You see, throughout history, people were always naturally absorbing the Earth's energy. But in today's world, we live most of our lives inside. And even when we do go outside, We usually wear shoes which prevent us from connecting. So of course we often feel drained and achy because we go days or even years without ever touching the earth. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can start receiving the benefits of earthing by going barefoot outside. The more time, the better. This alone can be life-changing and it's free. And if you love feeling great while earthing outdoors, Now you can start earthing indoors too. Simply connect your earthing product into the third hole of an outlet, which directly connects to the existing ground rod of your home. This connection lets you safely and conveniently receive Earth's energy from wherever you are, whether that be working, or playing, and especially while you're sleeping. Because while earthing, you'll sleep deeper, feel more refreshed in the morning, and wake up looking terrific. And the best part? Anyone can benefit from this life changing discovery. It's a no brainer. Start earthing today to look better, feel better, and sleep better. Guaranteed.
1: Hey, kid. Your dad tell you about the time he broke Stephen Dorff's nose at the Kids' Choice Awards. <laughs> In Dead Pilot Society, scripts that were developed by studios and networks but were never produced are given the table reads they deserve.
0: When I was a kid, I had to spend my Christmas break filming a PSA about angel dust. So yeah, being a kid sucks sometimes.
1: Presented by Andrew Reich and Ben Blacker, Dead Pilot Society, twice a month on maximumfun.org.
2: You know the show you like—that hobo with the scarf who lives in a magic dumpster. (laughs) (laughs) Doctor Who. Yeah. Yeah.
0: MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture, artist-owned, audience-supported.